welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about animation, TV, movies, comics, and more. Happy New Year! And to usher in the new year, we will be looking back at some of our favorite things from 2023. We'll be looking at things we're excited about in the year ahead, and we'll also share some of our New Year's resolutions. I'm Clifton. I'm Frank Melman. And I'm Zach Slater. All right. So for the first segment, we're just going to look back at uh, 2023, pick some of our favorite things we experienced in the last year in pop culture, movies, comics, whatever it may be, and let you know what some of our favorite picks are from the previous year. Who's got something they want to go with first? I was looking back over the year stuff that I really enjoyed, that I really look forward to, and that basically didn't disappoint for me. And oddly enough, you recently saw this one, Zach, so we can talk about it now. And that would be... Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. <laughs> <laughs> so I, as I told you in text, I, I was very anxious about this movie because of all the, the, all the sort of um, apprehension of the studio of with James Gunn being fired and then being brought back. Um, and then the fact that James Gunn was, was be the last thing for Marvel for maybe forever, um, mm-hmm. if not the foreseeable future, since he's now jumped to being the, the, the main guy at DC, I didn't know what we were going to get. I was very tense, which I don't normally feel that way in, in movies, especially mm-hmm. Marvel movies, but I felt a very, you know, a strong tension going into like, who's going to die? Is it going to be dark? Is it going to be real dark? You know, basically I, I, I was very, uh, you know, I didn't really fully enjoy the movie till I saw it a second time. Not that okay. I didn't enjoy it the first time, but I definitely had a lot of emotion going into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is, I, you know, I didn't think that James Gunn would basically like flip the double bird on his way out and be like, so you suckers or anything like that. <laughs> but, you know, you never know. You know, it's not one of those things where, you know, I mean, it, it was kind of a, a, you know, a situation where he had, you know, had those things that he had tweeted before and he had apologized, but they got dredged back up. And then anyway, I look, I, I really enjoyed Gal- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I still think it's probably one of the strongest overall arcs of all of that Marvel stuff. Right. I think for for all for, for especially if you're juggling that many characters, I think it does it really well. Mm-hmm. Um, what about everybody else? I mean, I, I know at one point we <laughs> talked about it as being something. I think Clifton had said he was looking forward to. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember if it was one of my picks last year when we were talking about like looking ahead stuff. But mm-hmm. no, I certainly was looking forward to it. I saw it in the theater, you know, soon, right. op- opening day when it came mm-hmm. out, and really liked it a lot. Again, right. not knowing what. I was going to get, I knew high evolutionary would be the villain. Right. I knew it would connect with a rocket. Yes. Not sure what we'd get. We got something very like, uh, like we three. <laughs> right. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. In that like sad kind of way, but mm-hmm. uh, like, I love we three. So uh, yeah, it fits. Yeah. But if you're, if you're unfamiliar, we three, it's a, it's a, was a three issue miniseries by Grant Morrison and quietly. Yep. Frank no. quietly. Yep. Frank Quitely, that deals with animal experimentation, mm-hmm. yeah, um, to like the extreme level. Great miniseries. If you have any kind of love for animals, it's gonna it's gonna tug at your heartstrings right. for sure. Yeah, um, it definitely you know much like this. It, you know, if you have any kind of love for animals, it will definitely get to you. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's a there's a book from the same author, Richard Adams, who wrote Watership Down. There's a mm. book I might have mentioned it on. <laughs> one of these episodes before it's called plague dogs mm-hmm. it's very much that vibe too um, okay like just very heartbreaking book right like anthropomorphic animals uh, mm-hmm. in a lab situation 
I uh, read that book when I was much younger and yeah, it's that's what I thought. Like when I saw we three, I was like, it's like plague dog. Like it's got the vibe right. of plague dogs and this has the vibe of that. So gotcha. yeah. yeah, it's good stuff though. I got this in uh, just before New Year's. <laughs> um, right. I, I came did- very late to the guardians three party, which, which I was looking forward to it a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I love the guardians movies. I love two. Uh, uh, almost as much as I love one. I think one's a little stronger, but I think two is one of the stronger ones. I'm with you on that hill. I'll defend yeah. two anytime. And yeah, I, I think two, I, I think I th- two is great. Yeah. And so, so I've been excited and, 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 you know, it's just harder for me to get to the movies nowadays. So, so I tend to be behind on just about everything. Uh, but just something about this movie where it was like, people were like, have you seen guardians yet? And people were very kindly, like, like not spoiling it for me because I hadn't seen it. But the thing that everybody was saying unanimously across the board comic geek non-comic geek whatever everybody was like oh it's so sad it's so sad i'm just like like, well that's not fair don't do that like who dies in this you know what i mean i certainly had right suspicions the whole time but i'm with you i mean there there is um there's like a real like feeling of dread watching sure oh yeah Um, well i mean the other thing about it that i thought was along the lines of, of gun being done was and again, this is no spoiler one way or the other, was the fact that Dave Bautista was like, I'm pretty much over Marvel. Marvel right, can yeah. go pound sand. I'm done. So there was also the feeling of like, well, does that mean they're just going to bump him off too? Mm-hmm. Question mark, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they that's not something I want to spoil for anyone who hasn't seen it. Um, even if you are late to the party, like some folks, you know, <laughs> life happens. You don't always get a chance to watch stuff when you want to watch it. Right. So. But yeah, overall, I loved it. I, I think it's great. I think it set up some fun stuff for the future. Whoever is going to be the helm of that future right. for these characters. Yeah. A couple shout outs I want to do or a couple of things I just want to bring attention to is the sure. uh, high evolutionary actor. I forget his name. Yeah, he was also he was also speaking of James Gunn. He was also in uh, Peacemaker. He's great, right. in it too. Yeah, he's yeah. from Peacemaker that he brought him over. Like he's phenomenal. Uh, mm-hmm. as high evolutionary. It's he's very, very good. And I know when he talked a little bit about it, that, that Zach was saying that, you know, you just liked a villain that's bad. Like there's nothing, right. yeah. there's no redeeming quality. There's nothing charming about it. There's nothing, no. there's nothing but bad there. Right. And another thing just about with guardians overall that I don't mm-hmm. think it's brought up as much as it should. And I say this completely unironically, completely unironically. Mm-hmm. Bradley Cooper is one of the most underrated performers <laughs> in all of MCU. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. To the point where I forget that it's him. Like I yeah, forget no. that that's not a real talking raccoon or whatever, you know, like I just yeah. buy it that much and never think like, I never picture Bradley Cooper in a recording booth yeah. <laughs> doing the voice. No, I agree with you. I totally agree with you. Yeah. He likes doing it too. I saw some clips of him on, on Howard Stern where he was talking mm-hmm. about it. And yeah, I saw those and, too. Yeah. And, and Howard, and, you know, and Stern's a comic guy too right. and everything. And, and, and he was like genuinely surprised a little bit. He's like, oh, like, like Bradley Cooper's like into this, like, <laughs> like he gets into the role and you yes. can, you can tell yeah. it's committed. Yeah. Chuck Woody, would you? Yes. Yes. Yeah. He's phenomenal. I like, I like him a lot. Um, it's one of those, I would be happy to see him do more stuff on either Marvel or DC or yeah. whatever. He's, he's very good, but he's great as a high evolutionary. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it doesn't disappoint. I thought Quill was really good in it too. I like, I like sort of the, 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 the compassionate side to him in this movie. I like, I like that he was the guy that was like willing to like, 
like not shoot first <laughs> in almost mm-hmm. every case. Right. You know, I, I, I thought that was really uh, an underrated point of the movie that doesn't get. I mean, obviously, I mean, because because the, the anchor of the movie is 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 in another space. And I mean, and, and, and the rocket stuff certainly is, is, I think, the strongest stuff in the movie. Right. That's sure. the heart of the movie um, overall. Yeah. Yeah. This undoubtedly. One. But, you know, I mean, Star Lord, Star Lord's got, you know, a, a great arc in this movie, too. Mm hmm. But yeah, I thought the other thing about that was I thought it was interesting that you get um you do get so much of it where it's an ex- it, it it manages to deal with all the stuff from uh from Endgame, all the fallout from that. And it does it's one of the few times that I I caught myself as a, as you know, as looking at the MCU as well as looking at being a comic book fan, the idea that a lot of times when you have a giant crossover, you know, something happens, you know, and a writer is stuck with the idea of like, well, I can't really use that character anymore. Right. Yeah. And I think that James Gunn found the best way that possible to make all that work, mm-hmm. you know, based on the trajectory that they had before uh, infinity war and Endgame, Right. So I thought that was something that, again, I was like, Oh, that's really cool. I think that it was done probably the best way possible. It could have been done. Right. Yeah. It was good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. Enjoyed that one quite a bit. I, um, so I'll start off my, uh, 2023 uh, love fest with um, my adventures with Superman. Okay, oh, yeah. it doesn't yeah. surprise any. It doesn't it surprise nobody on this show certainly yeah. because you know uh, for the listeners, I, I haven't stopped talking about this show <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, to everybody. So so I came out with my number one pick, and that's this. I mean, like uh, um, you know, we we d- we did review the first three episodes earlier in the year for an episode, so check that out. You know, we go into a little bit more depth, uh, um, which will be a fun listen to, because also if you've seen the season, you'll see sort of where we theorize about where stuff will go before having any idea where it's going. But (laughs) yeah, I mean, I mean, it it was great. Yeah. (laughs) You know, no, it was. I mean, again, it for me, it was I felt very kind of uh, brave and the bold about it, (laughs) where Mm -hmm. I was not as negative because brave and the bold. I definitely was like, this is this is not going to work. When, yeah. And I, I love Brave of the Bold, the Batman series that, you know, when I first saw the art for it, I was like, eh, I don't know. Right. Um, you weren't sold. No, I wasn't yeah, sold. And I wasn't, I'm not a big, as you know, as I've said many a time on this podcast, I am not a huge anime uh, fan of, of all of us. I'm definitely not that guy. But the anime aspects didn't bother me. I thought they worked really well for the series. Um, I love it. I can't wait for it to come back. I think it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things where they're, they're given room to play. <laughs> with the yeah. elements of Superman, but at the same time, at its core, it still feels like Superman. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, I, I like the liber- the liberties they've taken with stories and characters. I'm fine with, but at the same time, no, that's Superman. There's no denying that. It's almost um, I think it's the medium. It, it's the funny thing because I'm trying to think back to to Brave and the Bold also. Mm. Um, s- since you brought it up, and it is one of those things where. It's really hard to judge animation when you only get one picture, right? Mm-hmm. And everything about tone and everything about like where the show is going to bend is just completely your interpretation off of one drawing of what's going to happen. And and I'm not saying I didn't feel the same way about Brave and the Bold too. I I mean, I I, I didn't feel like like um, this isn't going to be good. This is going to be stupid. But I certainly felt like, well, that's an interesting take. <laughs> well, I mean, where's that going to go? I don't, re- you know? I mean, you, you can tell me differently, Zach, the idea of like, I don't recall ever seeing like the typical, 
let's give a, a sizzle reel or a teaser trailer for that series. No, I don't either. I, I don't remember either. seeing one image and being like, "Oh, ugh, I don't." Right? Either. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 it is and it is fun. So like in my adventures with Superman was like very similar. It was that there was like those two pieces of art that floated for like a year, mm-hmm. you know, and then the teaser that we got is like sixteen seconds, and. And that was it. And and so it is a little bit sort sort of like, like, I don't know what this is going to be. Like, this looks sort of weird. And that's like your own insecurities about the thing that's like seeping in and has nothing to do with like the creators themselves. Um, and, and I think all this to say this rant to say, like, I don't know that an animation to do just like a, like a single pinup is maybe mm-hmm. the best way to introduce something. No, I don't think so either. Right. Because I think it immediately gets people like on the de- on the defensive about mm-hmm. it. Right. You know what I mean? Um, right. And that's, and, 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 you know, I'm certainly going to give any DC thing a chance that comes out animation wise, but I mean, like pleasantly surprised with this show. I mean, I couldn't believe how much I liked this show. Yeah. You know, we've gushed about it a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In, in the past year, we did a couple episodes on it. Well, one full episode and then brought it up again. I loved everything about that one as well. Uh, in the style, the music, everything. <laughs> like, it was just a mm-hmm. big surprise. Cause again, like I had similar thoughts where I wasn't as, I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was turned off by the image that they put out that we just, all we had to look at for a year or so before it came out, but I wasn't blown away by it either. So I was yeah. just like, Oh, okay. That looks yeah, okay. Exactly. No, that was my reaction <laughs> too. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. then when I watched it, I was like, oh, like, I'm really, really digging this. Like, I'm really into this. Right, and I can't yeah. wait for more. I have no idea when we're going to yeah, get more, but too. I can't wait for more. I hope it goes more than just another season. That's the thing. I mean, right. we know we're getting season two, and it's just one of those things. Just keep it going. Yeah. Just keep it going, please. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it had, like, one of my most, like, favorite, like, Silver Age-inspired ideas that, to my knowledge, is not from the comics, but I swear... If you told me it was from the comics, I would be like, of course it is. <laughs> like, like that's the most silver age thing I can think of is, yeah. is what they did. It's like, it's episode, I think six. Okay. Uh, in there. And it's, uh, I don't want to give away too much, but it involves Lois and it's awesome. Cause she's the standout of that show. In my opinion. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's a great she's episode. Great. Yeah. So go watch it. Yep. It's on max. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Check your local listings. Right. <laughs> Your results may vary. Right. <laughs> For my first pick of, of my top ones, I'm going to stick with superheroes. So, like My lighter ones actually aren't superheroes, surprisingly. Okay. But my first one, I'm sticking with superhero. I'll keep the theme going. And that is Across the Spider-Verse. Ah, yeah. Okay. Which I've also, like, it was one of the things I was looking most forward to. I think it was my number one pick of things I was looking forward to this coming year when we did our, our last year review. It was... This one or Tommy, this, uh, like we split. We both shared number ones mm-hmm. on that one. And this was his or mine. I can't remember for sure. So this one's no surprise. I've, I've mentioned it before when we did a little bit of a recap of what we'd been up to during the summer because I'd seen it five or six times in the theater. I can't remember now. Mm-hmm. I, I lose track a little bit. I saw it a bunch in the theater. Right. And, uh, and yeah, it's just, it's just one I loved. I loved the first one so much the 2018 one and this one i've been looking forward to for years and finally saw it and i just it was it wasn't what i was expecting 
in ways and it was what I was expecting in some ways. And mm-hmm. like, it just still surprised me and, and went places I, I didn't think it would. And it was a fun ride. It was just a fun, unexpected ride for me. So, yeah. Yeah, it was good. It did disappoint. Yeah. It surprised me. There's a couple points in it where I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that was cool. I'm always, I'm always, you know, I'm always impressed when that manages to do that for me. So we have all seen it now. I think the last time yeah. I talked about it, last time we brought it up, we had not all seen it. So we were, ah. we were a little hesitant. So I'm going to confess where I'm getting old, which yeah. surprises nobody. Yeah. Uh, I'm never going to get the titles right of those movies. From <laughs> no. now. I'm, I'm going to mix up which one's into and which one's across for oh, forever. I, that's fine. Uh. I mean, what's the next one beyond? I think was yeah. the teaser we got yeah. for, for I mean, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't made it to the, you know, in the final credits where they tell you what the next one's called, but, I don't I don't want to spoil it um just in case there's somebody out there that hasn't seen it, although I can't imagine anybody hasn't uh yet. Mm-hmm. But uh but man the finale's good. <laughs> yeah. Man the finale's good. <laughs> yeah. It's good great. God. A lot of great Easter eggs. Mm. Um a lot of nice little callbacks to stuff that, you know, that again, being a huge Spider Man fan pretty much all my life, I was like, Oh, that's so cool that they did that yeah. and that yeah. and that. So there's a lot of really good stuff packed into it. Daniel um, Kaluuya as Hobie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spider-Punk is phenomenal. I was very yep. excited about that going in. That's one thing I knew to look forward to was Daniel yep. Kaluuya as, as Spider-Punk. Yeah. And was a great part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Other surprises, Spider-Man India mm-hmm. <laughs> was, was fun. Awesome. The fact that it's Gwen's movie, I really like when you, mm-hmm. when you, kind of you know parse it out because it's she gets all of act one and and then it comes back around to her before the end i like that it's really it's really kind of her arc of the movie Mm -hmm. more so than more than anyone else's though other people have arcs clearly as well but it's just like she's kind of the heart of the movie this one to me yeah seeing her world is great uh which Mm -hmm. we hadn't gotten to see in the previous one I really liked the the visual depiction of her world and and then something I hadn't picked up on, but I saw it was Haley Steinfeld, who's the voice of Gwen in these films, as well as being Kate Bishop in the live action MCU, mm-hmm. is that she was talking about how like Gwen's world is like a mood ring. And mm, right. everything changes depending on what she's feeling, like the look of it the colors mm. and like the watercolor washes and everything. And like, it's just like, I love everything about, about her world. And uh, there's so many good, like little things in it. And like just everything they do about it, the flashback of her with her Peter, like at the prom and like her mm-hmm. getting off the subway in a prom dress. Like it's just little things that are just so well done. I think. Yeah. This one blew me away. Yeah. And that's why I saw it five times in the theater <laughs> or six, <laughs> five or six times in the theater. And I own it on Blu-ray as well. Nice. And made me by physical media. There's kind of, even though she had nothing to do with it, there's kind of like an Andrea Romano feel of it as far as the voices go. Like, I think Batman the Animated Series a lot for this, where it's Mm. like there's people doing the voices that are just talking and not really really doing anything to their voice. and, and, And... you kind of, I mean, they're all people you've heard of and they're people, but like, but you don't recognize them. You right. know, like, it's not obvious, like, like, oh, that's Oscar Isaac, but it's yeah. Oscar Isaac and he's awesome. <laughs> right. right. 
you know, <laughs> like, yeah, it's Mahershala Ali and he's awesome. Yeah. But like, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. Jason Schwartzman, he's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. A lot of voices with character, which yeah. I think is really good. Just in, in like everywhere. Gwen's dad. Right. Everybody. Yeah. So, so that's my, that's my first pick for my favorites of 2023. You got another one, Frank? I do. And this one was late in the year. So I'm kind of jumping around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was, I look forward to this. I'd seen uh, photos and I kind of sat away from the plot because I, I didn't want really to know too much about it and just sort of go in blind. But uh, for me, it was, I was really looking forward to Fargo season five. Okay. Which mm-hmm. premiered on FX as well as Hulu. Right. Um, Noah Hawley show that basically plays around in the same universe as the Coen brothers movie mm-hmm. Fargo. If you don't know about the FX show, basically it is, um, it's set in different time periods, but all of these people are within the same universe. Mm-hmm. So you get moments of, you know, background other characters from in other seasons, right? Or, or you'll have a character talk about a conversation about, uh, for example, you'll have one character talk about Ewan McGregor, I believe is in season three, plays two brothers, plays twins in it. Well, in another season, one character says, I think it's Billy Bob Thornton is talking to another character says, Hey, you ever hear the one about the two twin brothers and blah, 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 blah. I don't want to give away the plot, okay. but it talks about that. So, so you get a lot of those things or, or you'll have a character in the background uh, at a younger age. Right. Right. Yeah. Or even a location it could be as simple as someone living in the house that other characters lived in, in prior seasons. Mm-hmm. I love it. I think it's great. Um, mm-hmm. This current season is uh, Juno temples, the main character. Okay. Um, she's a young woman. Um, named dot she's got a husband and, and a young kid and basically gets involved gets caught up in a, in a situation at a town hall meeting and they she gets swept up in a, in a dragnet of people at this town hall meeting that gets out of hand they run her prints and then you find out that she her, she has an entire backstory that her life that she has currently wasn't always her life uh, very noir and it's awesome <laughs> uh john ham's in it um dave foley's in it i have not seen all of it there's like an episode that came out last night as we record this <laughs> right some of it made yeah, it into 2023 and some right. of it's still 2024 right yeah um yeah, it's and there's done, one right right there's one more episode but it's great it's been really great so far it's not disappointed joe keery from stranger thing is in it john oh Hamm. yeah dj mm-hmm. uh <laughs> dave foley judo temple Jennifer Jason Lee. It's great. Cast is great. Um, it's very, if you like, like uh, Zach mentioned, it's very noir. Um, it's also very Joe R. Lansdale. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times it's a small town person with a secret, which Lansdale excels at, or a small town that's got some kind of crime element, but there's also an underbelly of some kind of supernatural thing going on. And I'm not saying that, that, that Fargo dabbles in the supernatural. Right. It's not that kind of show. It's not like American Horror Story. It's just there's. <laughs> right. It's just one of those things where the the supernatural and the natural kind of bump up against each other every once in a while, and I'll leave it at that. Hmm. So, yeah, we really, gotta watch this show. Oh, I think you'd love it. I think you really yeah. would enjoy it. Um, but yeah, season five has been awesome. I was looking forward to it for the, for most of the year, and now that it's here, it's terrific, and I'm loving it. So. I'm way behind on it. I've okay. seen the first two seasons, and that's mm-hmm. all I've seen. Those are solid. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, really good stuff. I've been meaning to get into it for like seven years. <laughs> and I yeah. record all of them. Mm-hmm. 
and I delete them all <laughs> right. because I need to space of my DVR. Sure. And I'm like, well, it's on Hulu. I'll right. check it out on Hulu. Uh, <laughs> Got to make room for more Family Matters reruns. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. But the thing about it, I mean, the one thing about it is, and I will say this from, from I, I, I know, I've watched it in order from season one till now. Well, my wife hadn't seen it. And it's one of those, you know, you know, that goes Zach. you know, your wife will see you watch something and be like, what are you watching? I'm like, all yeah. right. And so she's watching season five with me and, and she doesn't know anything about the series. And what's great is if you just want to watch a season, you can. Yeah. But again, if you continue to watch the series, you'll see that, you know, a lot of the stuff connects in weird, sometimes obvious ways. And sometimes you're like, oh, wow, I never considered the fact that that's so-and-so's house, that kind of thing. Right. So, yeah, she's enjoying it for what it is right now with season five. Okay. Beautiful. But yeah, that one I was looking forward to all year and it's great. All right. I have a surprising pick and it is um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mutant Mayhem. Wow. Right? I know. Right. Shocked, right? Oh, like, what, 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 what? Okay. But here's the shocking part. Sorry, uh-huh. I wasn't done. I wasn't done. Oh, okay. okay, sorry. I'm going to say the toy line. <laughs> what? I don't think yeah. I've even seen the toy line. The toy line. There's a toy um, line? My son, ah. uh, Santa, got him the four turtles okay. this year. And... I am blown away by these toys because (laughs) it's Ninja Turtles. In some ways, it's exactly the same thing that I grew up on. Right. Like, like, I mean, Mm -hmm. down to the accessories, the accessories all had like um, their weapons were all on, on, on like these, what I learned 20 years later were Ninja racks. Oh, real thing. Like what they, uh, um, and, and, you know, and all the little like weapons are in there that you gotta like, you gotta pop out like the throwing stars. Right. And, like and, it's a model kit and you're popping yeah, out. Pieces. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that was the case 30 years ago mm-hmm. <laughs> when I was a kid and I got the turtles for the first time. Right. So exactly the same on that. But, but when I look also that like at how they've improved them still were like, like all the weapons were like brown. When I, I remember like now, like all the weapons are painted or like, you <laughs> right. know, like, like the metal looks like metal and the wood parts look like wood and stuff like that, which is really, really neat. And like the posability now, like the sculpts are so unbelievable. I mean, they like, like mine moved at the head, the legs and the arm. <laughs> right. And like, and, and, and they spun like at the elbows mm-hmm. and this is like the posability. It's like they spun, they spin below the knee. Yeah, they I know. Turn around, they bend at the knee also. There's like two points of articulation there. The ankles move, the wrists move, the elbows, and there's like ball joints everywhere and everything. And like the and the fingers are like are are um they're not like um the fingers aren't like glued together. Okay. Like you would think, like if you can imagine that, like 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 G.I. Joe, sort of sure. like where all the fingers are together, like the fingers are spaced apart. Right. I'm like, good God, these are nice. <laughs> like right. they're so beautiful. <laughs> oh yeah, no, they they've yeah. come a long way for sure. Clifton yeah. will tell you, right, Clifton? Yeah. Figures figures is, aren't yeah. what they what they once were, that's for sure. <laughs> that's a slippery slope though, if you start it collecting is. Yeah. nice yes. looking figures. Oh boy, is it. <laughs> um but no, and I love the movie too. The movie's all and the movie's great. And I and you know, and I gotta thank Spider Verse for it because Spider Verse gave us this. Mm-hmm. You know, and I love I love sort of the the, the sketchy uh you know, doodling on, on your book cover. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you yeah. know, look to it. Um, you know, and, 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 and the toy line is just like, a, like, you know, it just, it does the style beautifully. I think I've not seen it. Not yet. Yeah. 
Next it's time all, you're at Target, take a look. They're really well, no, I've seen the figures. <laughs> I've seen the figures. Okay. I've not seen the. I've, I've seen the toys. Oh, okay. I'm saying I've not seen the actual like, uh, the was it the the film? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I've not seen the film yet. It's good. It's good. Okay. I liked it a lot too. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Definitely check it out. Okay. I will. All right. For my for my next uh, favorite thing again, you went with a surprising one, Zach. Mine's completely not surprising. Mine was on my list. It's, it's again, it's either the one that Tommy or I picked as our most excited thing for this coming year. Looking forward to 2023 at the time. And that is the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> All um, right. Jump into video games. Now, uh, and this is much anticipated follow up to Breath of the Wild 2017's, you know, record breaking Zelda entry in the series, mm-hmm. uh, which was an open world, like much more open world than either than, than any of the Zelda games had been before, which had been you know, a little bit open world before, but like completely open world this time. So it's the follow up to that. And uh, this one. Like a lot of my like my favorites this year, like the what I'm listing are all kind of sentimental favorites because, mm-hmm. you know, like you all know, listeners don't know. I had a pretty tough year um, with with my mom. I lost my mom to cancer in the latter part of this year. And, you know, there were just some things that helped, you know, things I had along the way. Like I spent a lot of for this one, I spent a lot of nights in the hospital you know, mm-hmm. in the summer into the fall and staying there. And, and the fact that like, I don't want to, like, it seems kind of weird to like, you know, think about pop culture, like really helping no. kind of in these things, but I, I don't think it does. I don't think it's weird at all. Yeah. yeah. It is one of those things where like, you know, you're faced with, with difficult things, you're faced with real things mm-hmm. and you think like, Oh, like, like we, we all love pop culture, obviously. Like that's right. why we do this stuff. Like we're really into this stuff and we really enjoy it. But then you think, like, does it matter? Like, in the like, really, does <laughs> right. it matter? Right. And like, sometimes, sometimes it does. Yeah. Sometimes it does really matter. And yeah. the the nights I was in the hospital, like, you know, it's not a pleasant situation, and you don't right. know what's going to happen. It's not a comfortable situation sleeping in a chair. But like, I had my switch. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I was able to like, you know, have something like a little bit of just distraction. Right. You know, from what was going on and get immersed in this, you know, broad, sprawling fantasy world that I love because mm-hmm. like, I love the Zelda games. And, and like it was just something that that helped. And, and like all the, the, the three things that you I've said so far and the next one I'll bring up, they are all just kind of things that like pop culture things that sentimentally helped me this year. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, you just like I hadn't thought about it much before, like how much some of this stuff does matter and it doesn't have to be quote unquote cinema <laughs> to, to be that important. <laughs> right. right. It can be, it can just be whatever hits you at the right, the right time or the right mm-hmm. moment. And for me, it was, it was one of the things was tears of the kingdom. Like it just gave me an escape. It gave me a fantasy world to like take my mind off of stuff. Even when I was in the bad times and, mm. and just to address the game itself, it, it was so surprising. Cause I thought, after having played breath of the wild, like how do you follow that up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and this is a direct sequel, which n- hardly ever happens in the Zelda series. They're usually reimaginings, kind of like reboots sort of, mm-hmm. and only a few times have they ever done a direct sequel. And this is one of those times. And I was like, how are they going to do it? And 
it takes place in the same map. It takes place on the same mm. world. <laughs> so I'm like, how are they going to make this new? And and they do by giving you a whole like new sections, two new sections to explore above and below your old map, uh, which mm. is an interesting idea. So you've got like kingdom in the sky plus a kingdom underground now on the map that you thought you had explored every bit of before. <laughs> And Tommy, or you know, our our own Tommy Smithereens, and I, when we were talking about the game because he's a huge fan, like he pointed out to the game where he's like, it's it combines the two games you love the most, which are Legend of Zelda and Minecraft, <laughs> <laughs> because they introduce like this building aspect to this game where you can just right. build anything you want in this game somehow magically. It's funny that you mentioned that because I remember I was driving, I took my family and I had gone with my brother-in-law and his family to the beach for a few days, um, nearly a week. And I was, it was around the time the game came out and I've been meaning to mention it to you since then and I keep forgetting, but now that you say this, where, where it was a round table on NPR talking about, about the nostalgia for the game, the first one for Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild, as well as the fact that the anticipation of this game and just how a lot of the stuff of like, how do you overcome stuff in, in, in this one? It's ingenious because you can just build stuff to do whatever you need to do. Right. Yeah. And when you play this one, like you'll be confronted with a challenge. You'll be confronted with something you have to do. And 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 every player does it. I did this. First, you think of Breath of the Wild and you're like, how would I do this in Breath of the Wild? And and a lot of times you're like, oh, like I can't do it yet. I need to go, you know, build up my character. I need to go get more stamina. I need to go get more hearts or whatever. And then I'll come back and do it. But then I was like, oh, no, like I can just make a hot air balloon mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. fly to the top of this thing right now. Right. Yeah. You have to have that realization to realize like, oh, this is like the rules have changed in this game. Right. Yeah. That's what a lot yeah. of people mentioned was just that that aspect of it. Of like, oh, no, no, I don't have to build the bridge necessarily. Right. I can, you know, like you said, I could build a jetpack if I can find <laughs> yeah. all the pieces right. and jetpack myself up to wherever I need to get to or yeah. whatever, which sounds awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and I am enjoying. I've not finished it though. Um, okay. Again, it's it's one of those things where like now it's an adventure that I don't want to end, uh, <laughs> like right. sentimentally. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, I will finish it. Uh, I know I'll finish it. I just I just don't want it to be over yet. I'm close. I'm pretty close to the end game on it, but uh, I don't want it to be over. So I'll get back to it. But it is a phenomenal game, so it's not lack of it being good that has me, you know, not finishing it yet. It's because it's so good that I'm not finishing it yet. <laughs> yeah, you're pacing yourself. Right. Yeah. So that's my number two. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you brought up your mom, and and mm-hmm. I, I think it it it'll, it'll illuminate a little bit, like sort of like why our output was was uh, not as high this year as it was. I mean, because um, you know, you you lost your mom, and right. and like in literally two weeks before that i lost my dad right uh, yeah it's been you know, it's been a lot yeah, yeah been a it's lot. been a tough year and it's all it's also i think why my um my look back at 2023 is kind of thin mm-hmm. to be perfectly honest like you know i it, it was not uh, uh i i did not consume the most stuff this year and i certainly didn't consume the most stuff of of things from this year <laughs> also right you know, so yeah 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 i was gonna say like Last year, you know, we kind of slowed down output a bit. We were trying where we could and then and then things 
like to to paraphrase across the spider verse you know something's good something's bad something's very bad mm-hmm. right happening so yeah that's where we've been coming from mm-hmm. uh, this past year but yeah we're really happy to be back here doing the show that we really love doing absolutely sure. and i think we have one more round of our favorite things from 2023 to go so you got one more frank for us one more of your favorites um yeah i've got one more this was another late one that i was kind of surprised when i heard the announcement of how it was going to be uh distributed mm-hmm. um and it was one of those things where uh i was you know anticipating my christmas break and my <laughs> and the christmas holiday and i i really was looking forward to when i heard i got really excited about the fact that what if season two is going to come out one right after the other for the entire season? Oh, right. That for me was really enjoyable. I, I really thought it was, it was a lot of fun. What if stories and, and um, you know, the idea being that you can take any moment basically in any of the MCU stuff and, and turn it and basically create a what if story. Right? right. And I think without getting too much of the story, because not everyone has seen it yet. <laughs> um, uh, I thought overall that season two was great. I know a lot. Some of it was was stuff that got postponed from the first season for whatever reason, got bumped into season two. But I thought it worked well. I thought the you know the voice acting was great. I thought the fight scenes were good. Again, it deals. It's another moment of after all the people that are screaming and crying about why Phase Four doesn't tie together with the rest of Phase Four. Um, you know, I think the idea that the MCU is still a thing is not. You know, this is not a standalone. This is again dealing with a lot of stuff that we've seen. So therefore, you know, it's, it's, it's tied into everything else. Right. Right. You know, I know a lot of people's complaints about phase four were like, well, they're just putting stuff out that doesn't all tie together into main, you know, whatever they're going to do for the big crossover, whatever they get to it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I enjoyed what if season two, I thought it was great. I know Clifton, you've seen it, but Zach has not. Right. Yep. I'm holding us back again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk a little bit about some of them because like, mm-hmm. I mean, there were some in it that I was expecting. Like we right. knew, we knew we'd be getting Gamora since that was one that got bumped. And right. It was clear that got bumped because she shows up in the finale of season one. You're like, what's her story? Everyone else had a story. So I knew we were getting that one and it's good. And I knew we'd be getting, cause they teased us on more um, Captain Carter. Mm-hmm. So I knew we'd be getting one of those. So like right. the, the expected ones, like I liked what we got from the ones I expected, like that one. Right. And then there was one, which again, it was teased. I'm not going to say what it is to spoil it from Zach, but it was teased in, in season one of, of with young star Lord with young Peter Quill, because in season one, we do see, we see him not becoming star Lord. We see basically ego's plan coming to fruition because mm-hmm. that's the one where T'Challa became star Lord. And then we right. see like young Peter Quill, you know, being taken to his father. Mm-hmm. And, and so they, they come back to that one, which I mean, I was kind of expecting that piece, but then I'm not, I wasn't expecting where that episode went. And I loved that episode, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think was episode two. Of yeah, the season. That's a, yeah. That's a great one. Yeah. And they were fun. I mean, there were fun ones and there's not, you know, there's, there was some heavy stuff, but it was, you know, it's typical. What if, yeah. you know, that's one thing about what if is, it, is that you're not really beholden to everything else. You're not really having to do, you know, whatever the big overarching plan is. You can just sort of, you know, put a wacky idea out there and play with it. Mm. And I, that's one of the things I love about what if the comic as well as what if the, the show I thought was right. great. Yeah. All right, Zach, you got one more thing. 
I'm gonna. Uh, sorry, sorry if I'm jumping ahead. I'm. I got. I got two that I'm just gonna do lightning round. Okay, thing. that's I'm fine. Just, I'm just gonna mention yeah, yeah, yeah. them and not go into them. Okay. Um. Still digging. Uh. Only murders in the building. Okay. Love okay. it. Season three was was really really great. <laughs> Continues to be awesome. Um. One of my highlight watches of the year always. Um. And the other one. Um. Was uh. I'm gonna get. I I gotta look up the title, and it's not for for lack of enjoying it. I love it. It's just uh, the Venture Brothers movie. Okay. Oh yeah, that's which right. I thought was a very very radiant. Is the is is uh. <laughs> go ahead. Me. The blood of the baboon's heart. No, what is there it called? There we go. Radiant <laughs> is the blood of the baboon's heart. <laughs> right. Um, a bittersweet send off that it has nothing to do with the plot. I'm not saying bittersweet as far as the plot. Just bittersweet that like it's a movie and not and not a full season. Right. You know what I mean? Because you you can watching it, you can get a sense of of sort of like, oh, that would have been an episode, mm-hmm. right? Like that's a yeah. strong enough idea that that would have been an episode. Sure. Um, but you know, I mean, they roll with it as best they can, and it's a, it's a it's a great movie and a great send off to to a great show that um you know I I I wish just could have uh could have ended differently. Yeah. You know, I think or could have got the proper send off. Right. I I agree with you there. I think that it was one yeah. of the things where they they should have. With all the nonsense that's going on and has gone on at Warner Brothers with trying to, you know, um, turn a profit <laughs> by slashing and burning all the stuff that they had yeah. ready to go. Um, yeah, they deserved a, they deserved a, a season long finale. Yeah, I you know, agree. They, they they definitely could have. You know, if you've ever if you've ever had the pleasure of listening to those two, uh, uh, Jackson Public and Doc Hammer, do any kind of commentary, um, they themselves admit. You know, every now and it, it, one, they're rambling commentaries. Don't expect to learn everything about the particular episode, but you do get some great tidbits. And one of them is they'll focus on a background character to be like, see that guy right there, that guy right there. We could do an entire season on that guy alone. <laughs> right. So I know full well they could have easily, like you said, fleshed out a lot of what they did in the, in, in the movie, which was great. I love the movie. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. But at the same time, it would have been nice to have them, you know, have the proper time to fill out the, to basically, you know, fill all the stuff they had on their whiteboard for it, (laughs) which I'm sure they did. You know, they had those plans. I still need to see it. somehow again, busy year, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) otherwise I would have jumped on venture, but yeah, it's it's definitely top of my list to watch. There's a joke in there. I swear is just for me. And I don't say that often (laughs) with those guys. Oh, I say it all the time with those guys for me. No, I know. I mean, I mean that that show is practically for you, right? I was gonna Listen, say for 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 me though, like I like I don't get a sense that they're writing toward like at me right. very often. Mm-hmm. And there was a joke in there. I'm like that that's Zax. That's for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, for my final one, unlike my other two choices, this one wasn't on my list of things I was looking forward to. It was completely unexpected to me uh, mm. when I saw it. It's not something I was into before, but. Out of curiosity, I watched One Piece on Netflix. Oh, okay. <laughs> and loved it. Huh. Uh, like, just loved it. The Netflix adaptation. And mm-hmm. again, like, it's one that just hit at just the right time. Mm-hmm. And if you watch the show, it's it's goofy. It's charming. It's optimistic. And, and like, that's what I needed at the time yeah. when this came out. And it was just so nice for it to be like a show about like bad pirates, but they're bad because they're good. (laughs) Like like, that's the, that's the whole premise of the show is that, uh, or the manga turned anime turned live action adaptation now is that, uh, 
you've got a kid who was raised around a pirate uh, that was good. Like it was a good guy and aspires to be a pirate because he doesn't really know what pirates are. Mm. So he's out there trying to be a pirate and, and isn't a good one because he's too good because Mm. he's not like, he's not bad. Right. And it's just a fun little idea. Um, Again, I think, I think our Tommy was into this, uh, Mm. you know, the manga and the anime before the live action series. I was not, I I mean, I was aware of it, Mm -hmm. but I had never read a single one of the, what I think are like, I I looked it up. It's 107 volumes of manga currently and still going. I don't even know how many anime episodes exist of it now. Um, so jump in on like, I'm, I'm just going to jump in on the show and I'll be fine there. I don't need to, to go back to the other sources. I don't have time probably to, to go back to the manga or anime, but the show is good. Okay. Just the premise of it. And I can't remember if Tommy's brought it up on the show before when he's been on with us, but the, the premise is that it's set in like this fantasy world of, of islands and oceans and pirates and the king of the pirates gets caught okay this is kind of like the backstory of of this world and is being executed for his piracy and the powers that be think they're stamping out the age of the pirates by executing this this pirate king Mm -hmm. and on the gallows he tells everyone that he's amassed his entire treasure in one place and hit Uh. it (laughs) And whoever finds it will be the next king of the pirates. Mm. And then and then he's executed. But he turns basically everyone else in the world into like treasure hunting pirates trying to track down his treasure, which is called the One Piece. Ah, so suddenly it becomes like it's a mad, 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 mad world. Yes. <laughs> trying to find this treasure. Yes. And okay. all like all crazy pirates, all crazy pirates with different gimmicks and different themes and different mm. powers and and then in there you get Monkey D. Luffy, who's like a young man at the time who's wants to be king of the pirates and right. and just goes around helping people. <laughs> and everyone's yeah. like, You're a terrible pirate. Because <laughs> he helps people. And it's just it's charming and it's optimistic and like it just feels good and it's goofy and it's fun and it's it somehow works and like I don't know how it works, but it does. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. So Awesome. Yeah. So One Piece was my surprise. Uh, nice. Favorite thing from last year. I can't wait for more. I'll do a quick surprise one too. You could you could leave this in if you want. Um, I my quick surprise thing for 2023 is is um, uh, Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, what? I discovered coffee. Oh. Oh. This, wow. Yeah. Wow. I I, okay. I think I accidentally got myself addicted to Starbucks. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I love their cold brew. I love it. I love it. I love it. Love it. And, right. and am, am I saying that in hopes that we get a, a sponsor? Yes. Sure. Uh, of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's my surprising one of 2020. Ah, very good. <laughs> All right. Frank, you got, you got any lightning round stuff? You got any more left? Uh, I was excited for Legion of Superheroes, the DC animated. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I was hoping for a little different than what we got. Um, mm-hmm. I think a part of the, the only minor disappointment I had with it was the fact that uh, one of the Legion groups I belong to online uh, 
people felt comfortable just, you know, basically uh, spoiling it the day of it when it came out. Mm. So I knew a lot <laughs> of stuff going into it. So that might have put a damper on things. Um, some of the characterization was weird, but other than that, I liked it quite a bit. Yeah. I'll second that. I'll add War World. Okay. War World was the same way. Okay. For me. Some, some high highs and, and, uh, and some other. It's like, ah, okay. You it was know. available to watch streaming. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're both on be. Max now. Okay. Yeah. Right. I have uh, a lightning round as well. I'll just do a little quick hit on Godzilla minus one ah. was uh, another surprise hit for me last year. Uh, just coming in at the end of, of 2023, but it is so good. It's, it's a throwback to old Godzilla movies. Like it's not trying to reinvent anything. It's not trying to be like, you know, too drastically different it's just trying to make like a a classic old godzilla movie but really good and it it's so good <laughs> <laughs> you see a lot of people talking about it online and it's worth all the talk um okay it's it's set in post-world war ii japan so not quite the 50s just in late 40s japan and and really plays up the the post-war aspects that have always mm. kind of been the undercurrent of of Godzilla, a lot of kaiju movies, honestly, in Japan. But it also draws attention to the original score, mm-hmm. like the original music of Godzilla, which it uses so well in this one. And honestly, I'm I'm trying uh, I can't remember the name of the composer of the original uh Godzilla score, but severely underrated score, mm-hmm. like in 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 movie history, honestly. Right. Like the original Godzilla score is up there with like everything else. It's it's way up there for me uh, of just underrated scores, underrated music. It's so good. And this one uses, uh, you know, brings it back and uses it in a perfect, perfect place in the film. And Godzilla is a jerk in this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're not rooting for him. Uh, unlike okay. in other ones. That's a change. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah, that was my, that's my quick hit. Nice. All right. So that covers uh, some, not all, but I guess a lot of our favorite things from 2023. But I want to take time to look ahead at some of the stuff that's coming out in 2024. Some of the stuff we're looking forward to. I know, Zach, you said, again, like it's kind of light for you. Like you're just not picking up on a lot, right? Like you're just not picking up yeah. on the radar of a lot of what's coming out. It's kind of a lot. And also what's interesting is, is I don't know a lot about all of it Yeah, that's coming out too. We're like, I tend to like try and find, figure stuff out, like find stuff out about stuff I'm excited about right? while having a balance of like letting myself be surprised. I haven't done this with anything yeah. that's on this list yet. Yeah. And, and like, once you told me that when we were talking about it, I was like, yeah, I think, you know, like I'm, I'm really kind of the same way. Like I've just, it's like my like stuff I'm looking forward to is sparse and it's not to say like there's not stuff coming out. I'm just not I'm just I just haven't looked to see what's coming out. Stuff just hasn't come across to me. And then I also wondered though, like, is some of it because of the strikes? Like, is there not as much stuff coming mm-hmm. out? Because yeah. the like are these years gonna be sparse, like 2024 and 2025, just because the writer strike and the actors strike the the producers allowed them to go on you know way way long 
That is a good point. And is that going to slow down output? Uh, I'm not sure. So we'll find out about that. But yeah, I am kind of excited in in that I don't know yeah. a lot of what to look forward to because I feel like I will get a lot of surprises this year. There's a lot of stuff like I'll just go to because I go to movies all the time. Uh, mm. Whenever anything looks interesting, I'll go see it in the movies. So I feel like there's a lot where I'll be like, oh, that's much better than I was expecting because I wasn't expecting anything from it. So it is, it's kind of exciting in that way to, to not know everything, to not have a whole list of like, oh, I got to see this, 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 and this. It'll be just kind of like, I'll take it in as it comes. And I'm kind of excited about that. But that said, I do have a few things that I'm excited about that I know for sure I'm excited about. Who wants to go first on something you're looking forward to in 2024? I'll jump in because okay. um, one one of them is is out very soon. Okay. Um. So it's a, a Monsieur Spade. <laughs> I've only seen the title again. I know nothing about this. but yeah, I saw the title. It's out on um AMC. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to say premiering within within the next week or okay. so of, of when we're so, recording. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's you know Dashiell Hammett's a uh, Sam Spade. Mm. Okay. Um, uh, played by Clive Owen. As far as I know, what I've been able to pick up on on some ads, because you know ads are running because it's close, mm-hmm. is is basically uh, Sam Spade is is trying to retire for a quiet life, right? Like a quiet life out out in out in you know uh, France, and looks like stuff catches up to him. Stuff finds <laughs> him, you know, and that's all I really need to know. Okay. Awesome scenery. Yeah. Noir. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. All I all, all I know about it was the title in Clive Owen. I was like, oh, like Clive Owen. I haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, I'll check this one out sometime. I'll go next. I've got one. All right. Uh, I've I've looked it up. I got a couple couple different dates, so I don't know if it's this uh, this next week coming up as we record or the week after. But the ROM Space Knight Omnibus. Oh, I pre-ordered that. <laughs> volume one comes out either yeah. this next week or the week after, and I'm yeah. super excited. Uh huh. It collects ROM one through twenty-nine, and then Power Man and Iron Fist number seventy-three. Okay. I think I've told the story before about uh, reading the Epic Collections. Maybe I didn't tell it on the on the podcast, but I think I told you guys that when you get to that part of the Epic Collection, at least the one that I read. Um, due to copyright or you know, the fact that Marvel couldn't reproduce that issue because Rom is in it, right. um, it gives you a one-page synopsis of what <laughs> happens in the issue and how Rom is involved, and then goes right into the next issue, uh, which I thought always thought was kind of funny. Yeah. But now, for whatever reason, uh, Marvel is, is struck a deal right. with, uh, yeah. with with Hasbro, right, and is able to reproduce. Um, we got volume one coming, and then shortly after, I think in the, the second or third quarter of this year, we get volume two. Mm. I've been a ROM fan, you know. I like I've got a good run of those books, and finally, I collected all of them. But um, I like character. I like the whole Space Knight deal. Um, I like the diorathes. But to have it in a nice format um, would be great. Yeah, yeah. Since we have it, it's not you know you can't just get it. Um, I think in Britain you can. I remember seeing. I think it was John McCrae, the artist from Hitman and other stuff showing off some of his online that were basically bound copies. And I was super jealous okay. that they're available in Britain, but not available here. But yeah. now we're going to finally have the omnibus. So that's, nice. that's something I'm looking forward to. 
Yeah, it's something I don't think any of it's on like Marvel Unlimited Digital because of the same copyright right. issues. So it's just, uh, I feel like this is just going to be something that'll be in print for a while and then not kind of like the Marvel Conan stuff where that mm-hmm. they had the rights back to print that and then that stopped when that rights went somewhere else. Right. So I'm taking advantage of it uh, yeah. while I can and pre ordered mm-hmm. my omnibus, my Romnibus. Right. <laughs> which one did you get? Do you remember which cover you ordered? Ah. <sighs> I was torn. I was torn on the covers because there were two. I was like, I was narrowed down between. And one was, was it like a Frank Miller with X-Men? No. Well, no, there's one was one with the X-Men, but it's not, yeah. that's there's one with uh, Frank Miller did the first like cover for number one. Okay. Is Frank Miller. Who did the X-Men cover? That's a good question. Cause Let I was see. torn on the X-Men cover, but I think I got the one that was like the origin cover with like the that's panels. What I got. That's okay. what I got. Yeah. <laughs> that's I, went the one one. I, got. I think that's it's the a, one I, mean, I got. It's a cool, it's a cool like origin page, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a really cool page. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's the one I got too was the, um, the origin, you know, he comes from the stars. That one's I loved. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. So the cover is like a, like a full page of comic is the cover right. of this omnibus. It's, it's, it's the house ad, right? That was what yeah. it was. Yeah. From, from back in the, in the early seventies or the late seventies, you'd say that was the, um, the house ad was for that. But the X-Men one is like, they, speaking of that, they just like in comic shops, um, again, for whatever reason, they put out like a small collection of, I think it's like four issues. But it's the X-Men two-parter and then the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants crossover. Okay. Which basically, um, you know, it, it basically not, I don't think it's ever been reprinted, to be honest. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, it, it's, I, I'm super excited. I can't believe they're finally doing this. Um, I'm even more excited. There's a lot of rumors about the possibility since they Marvel Legends, the, the Hasbro figure line has just done Chris Star, hmm. um, that Rom is, is soon to follow as a Marvel legend. Okay. So uh, I'm hoping that's the truth. Yeah. I'm hoping that's a, it's a, a legit, not a rumor and actual thing in the pipeline, but we, you know, <laughs> we'll see. So, okay. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. All right. So first thing uh, that I know I'm looking forward to is Lisa Frankenstein. Okay. Which is a more comedy than horror horror movie. I think uh, coming out in early 2024 still let me find the date on that yeah february 9th so only a little only a few weeks off from now it is uh written by diablo cody okay of of juno and uh jennifer's body which i liked both of those movies actually Mm -hmm. i like jennifer's body quite a bit it's a good movie and directed by zelda williams who is the daughter of robin williams Mm -hmm. also the voice of uh who was she in Legend of Korra season four or the final season? Zach, help me out. <laughs> Zelda Williams? Oh, um, Kuvira. Kuvira, yes. She was also Kuvira. Um, okay. Yeah, so it's Zelda Williams, Diablo Cody, starring Catherine Newton from uh, Ant-Man, Quantumania, and mm-hmm. Freaky, mm-hmm. which was the body-swapping horror movie. It's a good one. With Vince Vaughn, which is a very fun movie. She's great in that. Mm-hmm. And Cole Sprouse, um, Jughead's in it. Jughead from, <laughs> from Riverdale is in this, and it's a take on Frankenstein, where she's right. wants to meet the perfect guy, so she makes him. <laughs> <laughs> is is the premise of this right? So, and and I, I've seen the trailers. I think it looks like a lot of fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I just look at the synopsis. I, I like the fact. I I'm more excited about the fact of when it's set. That's surprising. Yeah. Yeah, 
It's set in 1989. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. So very With cool. Catherine I'm... Newton is a misunderstood teenage goth girl uh, who reanimates a handsome corpse from the Victorian era. That's our premise. Gotcha. I'm looking forward check, to it. I will check it out. Nice. All right. You got another one, Frank or Zach? I have another one. Okay. And this is another, um, another comic book one. But this is not actual like comic book work. This is an actual art book that I'm very excited for. Okay. Uh, in July of this year, there will be David Mazzucchelli's Batman Year One Artist Edition coming out. Ooh. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I'm very very excited for this. Uh, love Mazzucchelli's work on on Year One. I like Mazzucchelli in general, but uh, Year One is just beautiful. Chip Kid's doing the book. He's mm-hmm. designing it. Nice. Um, should be really really nice. Really well put together. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just going to basically give us, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of the, again, house ad pieces, a lot of the stuff that, um, went into making year one with Frank Miller. Um, it says the entire groundbreaking story is included in this 14 by 21 inch collection. So I guess we are getting the whole story, but blown up to like, you know, giant size. So yeah, it's on my must, like must buy, my must buy list. Um, nice. very excited for that. Can't wait to. When I saw that, I was like, oh, this is one that's been long, long time coming. I'm finally glad they're getting around to doing it. So, yep, July. This is released on July 2nd. All yeah. right. Look for that wherever fine comic books are sold. Can't wait. Yeah, right? It's going to be nice. Yeah. I Well, since you set me up with Batman, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> Batman Cape Crusader. I okay. don't know. I, I assume it's coming out in 2024. <laughs> that's one of those cartoons that was announced the same time as My Adventures with Superman. So we have uh, a poster that Bruce Tim drew. Uh, Bruce Tim's attached to this. Uh, we know a couple of writers that are attached to it. I know Ed Brubaker's in the in in the writers' room for this. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't know a whole lot about it, other than you know it's been said that it's Bruce Tim's like a like you know if if he got to do everything he wanted to do on Batman the animated series, it would be this show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so so. At the very least, like, there's going to be, like, a trailer. Like, we're going to see footage of it this year, I at least think. Right. So, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. At the <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's one of those, I feel like it's going to be, like they did with, with My Adventures with Superman, where it's going to be, sta- you know, static image, static image, and then, here you go, here's four episodes. Yep. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully it'll be this year, because it, mm. it had a little shaky... It was rumored to have been canceled and then it got picked up somewhere else, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think Prime is going to get it. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully soon. Hopefully this year. Hopefully 2024 is the year. I'm curious to see it. But again, yeah, not much to go on yet. Yeah. A little thin. Yeah. A little thin right now. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. The other thing it's really the only other well there's a few other things but the only other thing i'm really going to get into that i'm I'm looking forward to that i'm excited about is uh furiosa mm, okay which is oh, the yeah. prequel to mad max fury road and it is set to come out may 23rd may 24th uh 2024 so right right before summer and stars anya taylor joy as a younger Imperator Furiosa, the role played by uh, Charlie. Charlie's there. Yeah, Charlie's there. Yeah. I was drawing a blank on the name. 
role played originally by Charlize Theron. This one also stars uh, Chris Hemsworth with a big beard <laughs> and nose. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which I didn't quite recognize him at first in the trailer. I think it looks like he's having fun though in it. Yeah, I feel like everyone's having fun in this movie. Uh, directed by George Miller again, written by George Miller and Miko Lathoris. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I loved Fury Road. Yeah, what's not to love? Yeah, I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little cautious and nervous just because, like, Fury, uh, Fury Road, I think took so many people by surprise, right? And it's just tough because, like, because like we're expecting this one now, you know. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think it looks great. So yeah, Furiosa, that's definitely one I'm looking forward to. And like I said, I haven't. I haven't looked up a whole lot of others. So uh, what do you got for like a lightning round? What do you got that I should be looking forward to? Okay. So lightning round. What what I got is, uh, man, I can't believe I'm saying this. Mm. The Mr. And Smith TV show. <laughs> okay. I, I, I never for, a th- I mean, it is not a movie that's near and dear to my heart or anything like that. I was never asking for Mr. And S- Mr. And Mrs. Smith TV show. I saw the trailer and I'm like, man, I think you got me. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you got me on this one. I don't know. Um, it looks more charming to me than the movie did. And I think that's really the key. Okay. Um, so, so there's that. Um, uh, the Burroughs. I have a title. That's it. I know okay. it's, the, it's the, it's the Duffer brothers new show. Okay. Stranger things. guys. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. That's all I need. All right. right. I'm good. I'll go. Um, I have uh, Unfrosted, a Pop-Tart story. <laughs> okay. The, which the is, Pop-Tarts Bowl mascot? Which is uh, the movie that Jerry Seinfeld is directing. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Um, you know, for, for whatever, I mean, pe- people have like creators that are like near and dear to their heart. And, and for whatever reason, Seinfeld's mine. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I really find myself kind of like a, a, admiring kind of the unconventionality of his career. Okay. Where, like, you know, comedian monster right. show oh. that apparently that we think is going to be on television perennially. Yeah. And then instead of going to movies, goes back down to stand up. Right. Except for B movie, which was like an animated thing that he <laughs> right. wrote, which is also like out of left field. Right. And comedians with cars getting coffee also like, mm-hmm. you know, which, which is a joy to watch. And, and it's like, like, what is it? So this is his first thing that he's directing. I mean, he's directed like, like, uh, comedy films like like you know uh, stand-up comedy films for people this is the first like narrative thing he's directed like he's never directed an episode of seinfeld you know so i'm curious that like like does he have chops and also okay. like in the subject matter just like weird like all right he's gonna do a pop-tart movie all right <laughs> whatever um all right so there's that and then and then the last one is is ripley which is a show on netflix that's uh uh based on the talented mr ripley okay um, not El- not Ellen Ripley. No, 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 not Ellen. <laughs> not Ellen Ripley. Talented Mr. Ripley, which is which is a, a a movie that I'm appreciating more and more the more I think about it. Uh, it's it's in my Style Hall of Fame. Um, yes, I have a list on my phone that's Style Hall of Fame okay. people and movies and things. Um, so I, I don't know anything else about it, uh, but you know, I'll I'll check it out. I'll check out the first one, at the very least. And that's on Netflix, I think. All right. Weird 2024 list. <laughs> what do you What do you got, Frank, for the lightning round? Uh, I have, I guess the what do we get? The only one real MCU movie, which would be Deadpool three. Oh yeah, mm, yeah. I mean, 
I forgot I that, that was Brian, this year. I know that uh, you know, there's rumors abounding about who and what's in it. Right. Um, I know Ryan Reynolds himself was like, Hey, please stop showing <laughs> we're trying to do some cool stuff, please stop right. showing set photos. Yeah. Um uh Echo is out. I know that right. it just dropped. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing, I guess, MCU is uh, we're supposed to get the Agatha Harkness show at some point. Okay. The only other thing I had was uh, late fall on Max. It'll be James Gunn's debut with Creature Commandos. Okay. Yeah. Which, oh, yeah. which I am incredibly excited for. I, I think it's a great concept. I love the concept of it. The idea that you know uh, monsters fighting Nazis during World War II—it's kind of hard to beat. Um, <laughs> it's an animated series. All the voice actors are cast to play the live action if they ever come about. But it's the first four way we're going to get in the new uh, DCU. So I'm very excited whenever we get that, whenever it's announced for sometime this next year. All right. I forgot about some of those. Yeah. Creature commandos again. Mm-hmm. We got a picture. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yep. And then we'll get a whole show. Right. <laughs> Nothing in between. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that one. All right, so for our last segment we're going to do tonight, we're going to do some New Year's resolutions uh, about the show, about pop culture, about whatever. First, I did forget. I forgot one of my uh, favorite things from 2023, which is when me and Frank and Zach and our permanent guest, Devon Sanders, (laughs) went to the Kennedy Center in Washington, (laughs) D.C., Yes. To watch Werewolf by Night mm-hmm. scored by a live orchestra, the National Symphony Orchestra, in fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, right before Halloween. Yeah. At the end of October, which was yes. a, a fantastic evening mm-hmm. uh, with the director, Michael Giacchino, mm-hmm. who I now know how to pronounce his name. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Because I didn't before. No, I definitely I definitely butchered it many yeah. times. Yeah. So director uh Michael Giacchino, director of uh of Werewolf by Night and composer for more movies than I can name or count, including yeah. The Batman and Coco and yeah. many, many of the MCU movies. Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Lost. Apes, yeah. Yeah. That's where I first saw him was on Lost. Okay. A very prolific composer mm-hmm. and, and talented director uh, was the host of the evening where he showed us where the orchestra played excerpts from some of his favorite scores from horror movies or spooky movies, showed us his home movies that they scored with some of his own score from super eight. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then showed us the, it was the premiere of the color version, the colorized version of werewolf by night. Right which I didn't think, I think we talked about this before we went. It was like, I don't know if I need to see the color version right. I love the black yeah. and white version. Black and white's fine. And I still like, I still love the black and white version, but if I was going to see the color version, that is the way to see mm-hmm. the color version yeah. it was with a live national symphony orchestra. Yeah. I just wanted to bring that up because that was yeah. one of my favorite fun. things from 2023. It was Good a stuff. fun night. Shout out to Devon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so that I just forgot that one wanted to get it in there. But yeah, moving on to New Year's resolutions. So, I mean, the New Year's resolutions I'm thinking about are are just stuff to do with the show. You know, like after after last year, we had just not not able to be as regular as we would have liked. Uh, understandably so, with everything we told you we've been going through. You know, me and Zach, everything. But this year, you know, like I love doing the show. So, New Year's resolution is is to try to get back a little more regular. Be bringing the episodes out. I enjoy 
I enjoy recording them. I enjoy putting them out. So that's one of my New Year's resolutions. Yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Y'all got anything else? Um, I, I I would like to try and and stay a little more current. Just yeah. for me, for my own. <laughs> right. I I always feel like I'm two years behind everybody. Um, right. No. So that's mine. Uh, I'm and just personally, I'm just I'm I, I want to write more. I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna. That's a good I, I want to do that more this year for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I the only thing I was thinking was I was I was thinking um possibly trying to get us guests. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I was yeah. thinking the same thing. Yeah, there's lots of conversations I'd love to have. Putting out some, yeah. putting out some feelers, seeing if we can actually get a guest or two. Yeah, um, I mean, not that Devon's not enough, and he will be sure. back. But absolutely, yeah, it's fun conversations to be had. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, I'd enjoy it. Um, and one thing I was thinking is, I'm interested in trying to figure out like different kind of uh, approach to some pop culture conversations because just in general, I feel like some of the pop culture conversations have become a little too binary. Like people have lost the subjectiveness of it mm-hmm. where everything becomes like, it's either it's either garbage or it's the best thing ever. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, if it's, if you like something that has, you know, less than 73% on rotten tomatoes, you're deviant. Cause that's, that's trash. Like, how could you like that? And if you don't like something that has more than 78%, then you're deviant because that everyone agrees that thing's the best thing. I think that's how pop culture conversations have gone recently. And I'd like to find more subjectiveness in there. Of like, why, like, what's this thing? Can like, why does this connect with us that, mm-hmm. you know, other people didn't have that experience. I had this experience. This is why, like, I like this thing. This is why. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one figure out how to approach things that way. You'd think it would go without saying, but it really has become forgotten. Yeah. That, like that, you know, I thought about that when you were talking about, when you're talking about your mom, like, you right. know I mean, there's no high art, there's no low art. That doesn't exist in my right. opinion. Like, you, you know, people get glean meaning from things that they glean meaning from. You're right. What hits you right. Yeah. Just find it's some more room for those conversations. Yep. I agree. Nothing wrong with a little middle ground as opposed to, the extreme of either end of the of the spectrum yeah and then a few episode ideas like there's stuff we've talked about that i definitely would like to to hit uh i mean i want to do an episode and and this came about partly because of one piece where i I want to approach like a like look at some adaptations Mm. and focus on like adaptations that that shouldn't have worked, but did work mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of like one piece where I was like, I'm astounded that it works, but it like, <laughs> but it works. And, and ones that didn't work and counterpoint being like cowboy bebop, which yeah. did not work. And like, I don't understand why one did and one didn't. Right. It's interesting. I think there's, that's something I want to explore for an episode. Anything else you want to jump yeah. into? Like no, any previews a- of things to come? That's a good one. Adaptation. Yeah. I mean, the adaptations is one that we've been offlining a lot and, yeah. and trying to figure out like, like, like an angle on it. Um, you know, we, we, I know we got, um, 25th anniversary of Batman beyond coming up, Yeah, you know, yeah. As, as, as a topic. So, so look right. for that one soon. Um, I, I've been, I, you know, I did, I did a, in 23, I did a, a reread of, of Joseph Campbell's, uh, hero with a thousand faces. I'd mm. like to do a Campbell. Okay. Centric sure. hero's journey episode. Yeah. And, 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 well, uh, we'll try, 
I'll say that because you know, I mean, you you could you could take college courses <laughs> on that, and we'll try and do it for an episode or two, right. <laughs> you know. But um, no, it's good, and and you know, it's 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 prevalent in everything that we love, mm. everything that we talk about on this show. So, yeah. All right, so that's our our New Year's resolutions and some things to look forward to from us as the year goes on. So let us know what some of your favorite things were for 2023. Let us know what we missed. Let us know what you're looking forward to this year as things come out. You can check out all of our past episodes on our website, letmeknowhowitis.com, as well as anywhere you find podcasts. Just please, if you enjoy the show and feel so inclined, give us a like or follow and leave a review. It really helps us out. Finally, if you would like to suggest a topic, send it our way by email at info at letmeknowhowitis.com and hit us up wherever you find us on social media. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.